Yo, welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people, enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogix, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted, Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off, online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, twenty takes twenty seconds. So go do it, and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He uh he's the co-founder. He does a lot of live streams on Instagram at uh, at Living Sisu. And with a bunch of elite athletes and you learn a lot from like the athletes determination the resiliency everything to what me made them become successful so it's been a great experience so far so go on i'm gonna leave uh the link in the description so uh go sign up yo welcome back to another episode of honest about sports i'm jack and in today's episode we are joined by a very special guest Current professional hockey goaltender, Greg Hussey. Greg is currently playing in the Southern Professional Hockey League for the Macon Mayhem right now, but he also played in the Federal Prospects Hockey League for the Watertown Wolves this season. Greg played his junior hockey days in the EMJHL, the EJHL, before playing four years of NCAA Division III college hockey at Becker College before turning pro in 2017 with the Danville Dashers. So this can be a really fun episode, Greg. So welcome to the show, Greg Hussey. Hey Jack, how's it going, man? Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's going, going good. Can't complain. Living, living the life out here. How about you? Oh, I can't complain. As you can see, I'm not, not in a traditional hockey, uh, hockey area down here in Central Georgia. So it's a beautiful only, 75 only, only degrees. Only like 80, 80 degrees up there. No big deal. Yeah, only. You know, we had to go to, go to the game the other day. And we we're complaining about wearing suit jackets. It was so hot. So. Yeah, but at least you're uh, you're in the warm weather and it's not 30, 30 degrees or 20, 15, 10, whatever, and it's freezing outside. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I'm sure Watertown got about five inches last night and they'll probably get another five today. So I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would not I would not be surprised up up in New York, up in Watertown if they they get snow now. Yeah, but uh, how have how have things been for you? Because you're currently up in Macon right now for the for the season right now. So like, how's everything going in Macon? Things are going good. Um, I uh, I love Macon, man. I, uh, I I didn't know what to expect coming out here, and obviously I was you know just overwhelmed with happiness to be able to come out and obviously play on the same team my brother's on, um, but also you know to maybe get a call up that I always thought you know wanted and you know my past years 
but it's it's awesome up here, man. They take such good care of you. Um, the fans are unbelievable. And man, we we got probably one of the best booster clubs that I think anyone in the SBHL has even seen. So I uh, I'm in, I'm in a good spot. I'm in a good spot. Yeah, and you you really can't complain, especially like we're we're talking earlier before this episode, and like your your background is crazy. So like, can you give like a, a back a, like background story on yourself and like how you got into the game and like when you when you actually started playing hockey and like how old were you? Oh, so started with uh, probably started you know my dad obviously you know slung skates to my feet the minute I could actually like almost stand up on like on my yeah. own. So uh, I think I was like four years old or so, and uh, you know, put me on skates, put me on skates, and got out there. You know, did the learn to skate, and then like an in-house, and I was forward, and I was taking my shifts and going out there, and I could never score a goddamn goal. I just couldn't do it. So, you know, my dad still played at the time, so I remember going to see him, and I was like, he's got pillows on his legs. You know, like, what am I doing? You know. So I never scored a goal. And then, you know, I think one of the games, the coach was like, all right, who wants to play goalie this week? Hey, I want to, I want to play goalie this week. So, so yeah, I think my dad definitely sat her off for me um, with, with the goaltending position for sure. Um, because that, that week I, I played goalie and then I didn't want to give the equipment back. You know, we're still sharing equipment. My first set of like Cooper pads, they were still like all leather. Old school, like, very old school. Brown leather old school like the worst part about it was uh you get rips in them and you'd see you know they cover them and stuff like that but like sometimes the stitching would be so wide that like they weren't foam back then they were just stuffed with like fluff yeah so like yeah nothing was worse some of those rinks you go out and like the the, you know the ice is still freezing it's still like a lake in your crease and uh you go down to like a stretch or something like that and those you got the holes in them and uh next thing you know like the ice freezes while you're down there and you go to stand up and it pulls the fluff out and you got these little like, you know, oh. cotton ball fluff tails all over your crease and you're trying to scrape them up and you're just a little kid. You don't know what's going on. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And like when the, you just, you just have trouble skating too. Like, especially when those cotton things are uh, yeah. like on the yeah, ice. You're like, in forward you, you, skates. <laughs> yeah. That's even, that's even worse. And then yeah, you step on it and you just, you spread out into the splits right and like tore, yeah. tore groin, tore ACL, whatever. <laughs> yeah so uh actually that was a pretty good memory i forgot about all that stuff that's pretty cool um but yeah so so it started there i think my dad definitely kicked it off for me and then uh i was goalie that was it i was goalie always i was always a goalie um then obviously like i got brothers and stuff like that and my dad's trying to get them to stay on stay forwards and stuff like that jesus so i ended up being the only goalie of the family my sister even plays hockey too she's a forward too uh but um but yeah, so uh, from there, you know, played some uh, some town hockey and then played the Metro League for the St. Moritz Devils. That was a local travel league that, uh, you know, right in Boston and South Shore, North Shore area. Um, and from there, you know, started going to high school and I went to Malden Catholic and uh my uh, first year I was there, my varsity coach was Keith Kachuk's brother. Guy was awesome. Guy was a legend. Um, and uh, ended up changing coaches, changing stuff like that. So, you know, obviously new coaches come in, they bring in their own guys. So I ended up leaving. I wasn't really kind of getting a fair shot, I thought. 
ended up leaving, going to, you know, local Medford High School and uh, played over there. And then after that, uh, played juniors out in uh, Bay State Breakers down in the South Shore in the EJ. And then I ended up getting traded up to uh, the Valley Junior Warriors, um, which was also in the EJ. And uh, played four years there. Uh, that was, I learned so much, man. That was, that was so much fun. Obviously juniors is, you know, that, that, that breakout year where you can actually focus on your, your craft, you know, whether you're a defenseman and, you know, you're, you know, you're an offensive defenseman or whatever it is, like, you, you know, as a goalie, I was able to just kind of focus on just that There's nothing else. I didn't have to worry about school. Uh, you know, I worked a job and, you know, that was it. It was, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. And that's just that, hockey that, in school at that or hockey in a job at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's also like when you feel it too, and you're like, yeah, this is, yeah, it's, I want to keep doing this for a lot, as long as I can. So, uh, so yeah, I did four years there. And, uh, at that point I was 21. So I aged out. Um, I was supposed to go to UMass Boston and, uh, coach Belial there ended up, uh, frying me. And they called me late August and said, hey, I ended up using, um, ended up using our in and uh, admissions, so I can't get you in this year. Like, oh, God. So I ended up w- sitting that year out. And, uh, you know, I had a, I had a coach uh, from Becker College, and uh, his name was uh, Coach Steve Hoare. And uh, he was a coach in, in Plattsburgh. Uh, he won a national title at Plattsburgh. Uh, he was coach at uh, West Point. He was, uh, he was a well-known guy, older guy. And this guy, I, like when I tell you, he's been knocking down my door for like the past two years, like in juniors, he's been knocking down my door. Like, so he came out for an interview one day, set it all up. And, you know, the rest is history. I went there for four years. Uh, it was awesome. Had a blast. Uh, and, you know, the ECAC Northeast, uh, we had some, some great teams, you know, Endicott's, Endicott's out there. Um, I got to play against them, you know, uh, I think the first year into the league. Um, and, uh, yeah, from there, uh, I knew I just still wanted to play. I just, you know, after four years of college and thinking, you know, well, maybe, you know, I'll get out of my system. I wasn't, a, you know, I, I sat that year out. So I was a 22 year old freshman and, uh, you know, at this point I'm, you know, 26 years old at the end of four years and I'm, I'm still ready to go, still looking to play. So uh, went to my first, you know, uh, pro tryout or free agent camp up in uh, Mississauga, up in Toronto. And uh, man, that was the hottest like skate I've ever been a part of, man. Like it was, it was in the middle of summer in Mississauga and dude, there was just no relief from the heat. Like it was, the, the ice was like melting. Like it, you go outside and it's just like beating down on you. It's like thick humid it, it was nuts um ended up catching the eye of a couple uh a couple of the coaches and uh you know i got called out to danville's uh main camp uh, in the fhl and i went out there and i uh i made the team and then uh and then everything else kind of came into play there's a whole new aspect of uh the world to me which was you know uh you know anxieties and stuff like that and you know that definitely played a role and I didn't end up playing that year for that team with uh, coach Harrison um, had a tough time back home. And uh, so I, I went home. I didn't even play. 
went home that year, played some men's league, worked, and, uh, you know, try to deal with uh, some of my anxieties and some of my, you know, my concerns, my fears. Um, I thought I got a grip on it and uh, went out the next year, made Danville's team again this year under uh, coach um, Brent Clark. And uh, yeah, he, uh, I had, I had a good start to the year and uh, ended up losing a lot of guys that year to the uh, SB and call-ups and uh, the team kind of took a hit, you know, offensively. And, you know, I maybe may have taken a little bit of a hit defensively too. And uh, ended up getting traded coach trying to move people. He's trying to put a, you know, winning product on the ice. I get it. It's that's the business um, ended up getting traded. Went up to uh, Watertown, New York, and uh, I, I played a game there, and it wasn't even a full game. I, I walked off the ice, and that was it. I just couldn't do it. So it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, I had to deal with a lot of stuff mentally, for sure. I wasn't I wasn't my mental attention wasn't there. I wasn't able to give a hundred percent full attention to the sport, and that's what it deserves. And if you want to play at that level, it demands it. And if you can't give it to it. Um, you'll be, uh, you'll be exposed. That's just as, as blatant as I can put it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a crazy, crazy journey so far. And then you uh, take like four years off and then you get back into this season this year with water, with Watertown at first before going to Macon. So like, what's a, what was like the process like to start training over the summer and then just to sign a sign a deal with Watertown, you were the fourth string at the time. So, like, what do you have to do to work work your way up, work your way back up to a starting role? Um, yeah, this summer was like, uh, you know, obviously, I, like we spoke earlier, I said, you know, COVID was the great equalizer. Uh, yeah, you know, everything I thought that I was building towards, and the reasons that I would leave hockey and stuff like that were for you know a family and uh, you know someone uh, that you really care about that's your partner and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, like we know going out in the ice every day as goalies, you know, we're not always going to have a good game. You know, yeah. It's not always going to be a good day and you don't know, and you got to take it one shot at a time. Um, things didn't work out uh, with, with me and uh, my ex now is she was my fiance. It didn't work out. I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, it wasn't what I wanted to happen, but uh, these are the, you know, the ups and downs of life that, I've learned to deal with through hockey. Uh, you know, hockey teaches us, you know, no matter how hard we work for something, no matter how sure we think something might be, it might not be. Uh, so um, hockey definitely helped me get through it all. Um, it was a difficult time. And uh, I was able to uh, take a step back after this happened and realize that where I was in life was not where I wanted to be. Uh, there was something always missing those past four years in my heart. Um, when I was, you know, a UPS driver driving that UPS truck around, like, man, hockey's all I can think about. So, uh, I, uh, started playing with my, my good friend, Ryan Domowski, uh, who's been a professional athlete. He just hit his, uh, 100 pro games. Uh, so congrats to him. Big shout out to him. Keep kicking buddy. And, uh, but, um, we're out in Connecticut and there's not much hockey out in Connecticut. It's a, definitely where I was living was a hockey dead zone. Uh, so I was the only other goalie and he needed a guy to, to shoot on. Um, so I, I started skating with him, 
Um, and then that led to a bunch of other of his friends that were, you know, East Coast, AHL, NHL. Um, and uh, next thing you know, I'm, uh, I'm using my, my, uh, my sick days and, you know, my option days for work to call out to make skates out in Springfield <laughs> to start, you know, because I, I, I got the itch, man. I, yeah. I got to get some pucks shot at my head. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was, you know, I was like, all right, I, I kind of like this. I kind of like this. And eventually it brought me to a point that I got just, you know, I think I was having a conversation with, uh, with Ryan and, uh, you know, just a couple of the other guys in the, in the locker room. And, you know, I think one of them said like, you know, we're, where are you playing this year? You know, he kind of goes down the locker room, like, you know, have you heard from this camp or that camp yet? Or, and uh, they're like, how's where have you heard from anyone? Where, where are you skating this year? And I was like, I'm a, I'm a full-time work employee, man. I, I punched that clock from nine, nine to, you know, nine to five. So, um, but yeah, it kind of hit me and I was like, I don't think I'm going to play. And they're like, why not? Like you're out here skating with us. Like, we, we don't want, you know, there's a couple other goalies that come and go and they do their own thing, but they're like, we're, we're so happy you're here. Like you're a competitive guy. Like, yeah, you got to work on some stuff, but there's no reason you haven't missed the step. Like you're still good. Like you, you can still kick. So I kind of got the wheels turning in the head and I said, fuck it. <laughs> so I quit UPS. I quit everything. I just quit it. And uh, I started skating every single day with the guys and made some phone calls to coach Clark, um, you know, and uh, he kind of, uh, he kind of reached out and was like, Hey, you know, he always reaches out in the past four years. He's like, Hey, you want to stack some pucks this year? No, I can't this year coach, you know, kind of busy, but uh, hey, I reached out to him this year and he's like, all right, come on out. The Binghamton's having a free agent camp. I'm helping them on it. Like, show up to show up, you know, get out there. All right. So I get out there and, I'm there for a day and uh, he turns to me, he goes, yeah, go, uh, just, just go right up to Watertown because he's coach of Watertown this year. <laughs> just go one. Yeah. I was like, I only skated once. I got two more days. What do you mean? He's like, no, just, just go, just go. Like, oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, got up to Watertown and, uh, I was, the, I was the fourth goalie at 31 years old dealing with uh not dealing with but but uh going up against uh you know one of them's uh six three goalie who i'm sure you know the hockey world has probably seen an open mill save or two from him um he's been up and down he's been called up twice in the sb um he's you know colgan's just he's just he's just a great human and a, and, a, and a great goalie uh so that was intimidating um, yeah, I had two other goalies that have been in the mix, whether it was with, you know, in East Coast training camp or, um, you know, been called up and down in the Fed um, a couple of times. Um, so it was as a fourth line, as a fourth string goalie at 31 years old, going up to kids that were half my age. And one of them was literally a full century younger than I was. Um, no, no, not century, a decade. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, he literally 10 years younger than me. And man, I was, I was, I was intimidated to say the least, but, um, you know, Clark, he came up to me and he's like, Hey, I'm start making bucks. you know, it's, it's not much money. Uh, you know, and I'm like, coach, I don't, I just gave everything up right now. <laughs> like my life was going this way and it just stopped. So, 
I don't care about any of that right now. Like, let's just play some hockey. And he's like, all right. He goes, just, just stick around. Us, just stick around. I said, all right, all right, I'll stick around. And so I stuck around, uh, just kept practicing and just, I had nothing to worry about, man. Like, besides, you know, little black discs coming at my head. Like, that, was, that was it. That was my only concern in life. So I just kind of like, I bit and I fully committed to everything. And, you know, getting back into a routine wasn't easy, but it was easy because it's what I wanted. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was just, it was, it was awesome to know where I came from, to know the feelings that I've had, uh, you know, the depression that I was dealing with or the anxiety that I was dealing with to get to that point of, holy crap, like, you know, I was driving a UPS truck this time last year and never in a million years did I think right now I'd be hearing my name, you know, starting for Watertown or, you know, Greg Hussey, you know what I mean? So I, you know, I thought that was, that life was, was actually behind me. Um, so um, I was just humbled and just, you know, it was, uh, you know, going through that rough time and, 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 and I actually just invested in myself and it paid out, you know, it paid off and it, it kind of showed me that, you know, if you put your mind to it, you, you can achieve it. Um, so fortunate enough, you know, uh, couple of guys you know the other goalies that were in front of me they got their chances and maybe they just weren't up to par maybe you know and uh you know coach cuts one goalie next thing you know I'm, I'm third string and uh keep playing a couple more games and <clears throat> I get a game and you know coach cuts another goalie and I win my game I win another game and you know we're just we're just kicking now at this point, you know, and uh, I'm just fortunate, man. Honestly, I just, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just happy. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of times I've walked off the ice and I've out loud said it to myself, uh, I'm exactly where I need to be on this, you know, on this earth right now. And there's, that's an amazing feeling to, to come to, to come to grips with. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy to, it's crazy to think about too. Like once you put your mind to something, like you put your mind to, playing playing pro hockey in the summer after skating with all those guys in the AHL, the coast, the NHL, and then yeah. you put your mind to it and look where you're look where you are now. You're playing playing professional hockey, making making money for playing the sport that you love. And you just get like all these opportunities. You play in like 15 games or something like that for Watertown. Then you get the call up to make it and you're you played in seven games so far and like it's just been a crazy, crazy wild year, I would think for you, and just like how it all, like came into, into one like space, and like how you're you're very happy right now with where everything's at. Yeah, to say the least, happiness is 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 definitely is the overbearing emotion that I sweat every single day. Um, I am fortunate. Um, uh, going to Watertown, I was excited to play with my brother who was signed on the team <clears throat> and uh <clears throat> excuse me Holland's killing me out here falling like crazy um <clears throat> but uh yeah he was um he was on Watertown actually and uh before training camp could even start he got the call up to uh to make him and uh he got out there first came out he's not a fighter he's a smaller guy he gets to go fight 
And, uh, you know, I, I think it kind of solidified his role up there that he can do this and got a couple goals the next time, next game. And so, unfortunately, I didn't get to skate with him. Um, but um, I actually – I got called um, earlier in the season in Watertown uh, to go to Knoxville. And I said, no. I said, no. I said, this year – and to be honest with you, I, I didn't feel ready for that. I, I had, At this point, I think I had maybe seven games in the Fed. Um, and I just, I just wasn't ready. And, uh, my roommate was Colgan. It was no, no better roommate. And, uh, yeah. I, you know, him and I had had conversations about it and I know he was itching to get up there, itching to get up there. And I thought he was ready. So coach called and asked me, I said, Hey, to be honest with you, I don't feel like I'm ready for it yet. I'd like to stay here with you guys. Um, I said, I said, but, uh, I would call Colgan. I, I know he's itching to go. And he went, um, and, uh, you know, that kind of gave me a little bit more uh, time to focus on just my routine and being that guy because Colgan was the number one guy and I was number two at that point. So I was like, okay, this is also going to give me time to, you know, really see if I'm, I'm ready for this. You know, let's, let's see what you're made of here. So uh, I did fine. Um, uh, maybe secretly I was holding out for a call-up to go play at my brother. Uh, maybe him and I have had conversations about this, you know, behind the scenes, you know, on the phone. Yeah. Um, so I was just being patient and, uh, you know, just being happy with, you know, being that, that starter role and stuff like that. So before, you know, if I got a call, um, which I ended up getting a call and uh, the goalie out here, DK got called up to the coast who I, I think he's, I still don't think he's lost the game in the coast. So kudos to him, man. He's, he's a great guy. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I, I got to tell you, like being able to come out here, uh, that feeling first off getting a call up, I'm sure anybody will tell you, whether it's a goalie yeah. forward, it doesn't matter. Um, being able to be recognized for the hard work that you've been doing or the focus that you have, um, it's, 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 it's for an athlete, it's, it's empowering for sure. Um, so, <sighs> sorry. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, uh, I've just, I'm just honestly just thrilled. Uh, you, like you said, you know, the power of you know, positive thinking and stuff like that. You, you don't know what you're capable of until you actually invest yourself and fully invest yourself. So, um, getting to come out here has been on a, a, almost a dream come true. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And like you, like you said, like you weren't, you weren't ready for that first call up and, so you didn't go and then like you're you focus on development at that point like just being like getting your routines better like like you like you even said like you just want to take that next yeah <laughs> just four create, years a, away create a routine not having one it was yeah, crazy create, create a routine like make sure that like you're ready for that next step so like what was it like in those like next couple games that you were in watertown still and just being able to develop those routines develop like develop at practice, like get those shots, like feel comfortable at, at the position in the game and feel comfortable with where you're at and like help that self, help yourself develop and then get to that SPHL level. Um, uh, it was, it was, I mean, I got to tell you, it was right out the gate. I obviously felt the weight on the shoulders, you know, it's like, okay, all right, well, it's, it's here now. Now you're number one. Like that's, you know, you, also, at that point, I think the team was on, like, a four- or five-game winning streak, too. So, it's like, oh, shit. Sorry, shit, I can't lose. Oh, all right. Let's get this going here. 
so it was it was a little intimidating but um you know i think that was probably the onset of um self-reflection and self-check-ins you know what i mean a mental game obviously goaltending is such a mental sport um and i think that was where i started um you know really like mentally checking in like how do you feel today are you hydrated are you know have you stretched more than once today um you know what i mean like all this stuff like that you know maybe watch some film on the team you're gonna play who are the top guys you know like just trying to be a student of yourself and of the game um i definitely i fell into that uh and you know i really focused on you know just just being calm honestly like just being calm you know like like I, you know like you and i were talking earlier like you get called up, like, you know, you got called up to, uh, you know, Binghamton and, and, you know, those first couple of practices, I'm sure you're just dealing with, I, I know you are, cause I, I dealt with it too. And you're, you're dealing with those emotions of, uh, Oh crap, I'm here. Let's go. You're all amped up. And, you know, a, a lot of goaltending position is, uh, uh, I think the one thing my, my goalie coach always used to say was, uh, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, so being able to be slow and smooth, you need to calm down and collect your breath and lower your heart rate. And so that's when I really started to focus on that stuff because I realized that, you know, I, I think it was a game earlier on that I went in and I went in like that and everything was jacked up. And I think I was playing on emotion instead of, um, on, you know, uh, you know, skill, um, and training, you know, you're just, you, you know, where to be, when to be, and you know, you know, you, you feel the game, you feel, you know, one puck at a time. So I, I definitely spent a lot of time focusing on that, uh, you know, building a routine. Um, and then also um, my meta awareness, which is the awareness of one's own thoughts in your own mind, um, being able to realize when you are stressed out and, you know, whether you're stressed out right before you're walking out of that locker room to walk out to hear your name be announced in the arena or whether you just got, sh- you know, you just let up two goals on, you know, uh, um, you know, on two power plays, the team's down, you're down, you're in hostile territory, the crowd's pumping, and you feel that you, you have to have that meta awareness as, as a goaltender to realize, hey, okay, I'm in my head. All right, I'm going to tap a post. I'm going to go for a skate to the boards. And in that process, I'm going to take my three, four deep breaths. I'm going to collect myself. I'm going to lower my heart rate and I'm going to refocus. Um, so that was mainly what I was trying to do right there. And uh, I think that, that, that made a huge difference. Honestly, that, that was the X factor for me at that point in time was being able to control my emotions and um, you control the mind, you control the body. So yeah. um, as a goaltender, we are acrobatic as hell. and We need to control that body in every which way, so, um, it definitely played, it definitely helped. It definitely helped. Yeah. And gold, gold is such an emotional position that you have to have everything in check because once, once something goes wrong and you get, you get all like antsy about and all that, like that's when you overcommit to shots and leave like half the, or like you don't, you don't square to the puck or anything like that. And just, yeah. you just keep getting lit up after that. But like, once you control, yeah like have that like control with your body and, and your emotions. Like that's when everything like becomes, the game becomes a lot more slower that way, because like, then you're just focusing on the next shot, the next opportunity that's coming your way, the next play. And you're just able to just like 
focusing and just just go with the punches and just make 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 saves after save and give yourself the best give yourself and the team the best chance to win yeah i uh i think earlier in the year it was either before i think it was before i got called up i uh i think it was garrett sparks got the call up and uh he got that that big win up in uh i think it was at home for la yeah and uh they interviewed him afterwards and he you you could see um yeah, watching the interview, uh, you could see the emotion. Just, yeah. just he's just trying to control it because I know and I feel maybe not the exact battle that he went through, but I feel um, what he was going through because of this statement that he said. And that statement was, "Goaltending is an anxious position." Yeah, and uh, and it can be. It really can be. Um, and, you know, when it's hostile, and you know, when you have things outside of the arena that are, you know, beating on that door, trying to come into the arena, you can't, you know, be that goalie that everyone knows you can be. Um, so, you know, I, I felt that, and that really resonated with me when he said that in that interview. And, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, it allowed me just to, to sort of just perceive how I was dealing with myself during games, before games, in a different manner. And understanding that it was coming from a guy that has literally played NHL games has a slew of AHL games under his belt and is also at the time he was killing it in the coast. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So to see guys of that caliber at that level, which at this point now where I'm at is, is one step away, you know, almost one step away from being you know, where he was, it, it, it hits home a lot more. And it, it makes you feel a little bit more like you're not on your island, your own Island and you're not the only person dealing with this stuff and that you can do it as long as you just keep pushing. Yeah, so that's was, a, yeah, that's a, that's a great point to bring up because like, like I remember seeing that interview and like Sparks, he's a big inspiration for me. Like I've skated with him a few times and just like, yeah. you see, you see that love of the game that he has and like everything that, that goaltending does, like it's a tough position, especially like, especially like when you give up goals and like just stuff like that, like it's a tough position, like tough position to deal with. Like you have like then anxiety and all that stuff that goes with it. And like, it's a, it's a lonely position, but like just to see the emotion and everything and to get that win in the NHL after coming back from like four years without playing in an NHL or getting that NHL win, like you just see how commitment, how committed these guys are to their craft and how much they love, love the game. The love is real, man. The love is real. Yeah. And like, that's all that's all that it comes down to is just like the love of the game. Like, and like you said, you have to be like a hundred percent committed to the sport if you want to play at that level. And especially cause like it, it takes a toll on your body, your mind, like everything. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So then you get that call to the SBA, to the SBHL with the making mayhem. So like, what's it like playing uh, with your younger brother? Man, that is, uh, it's, it's, it's unreal. It really is. I uh, flew out and, uh, you know, him and uh, my, uh, my, my defenseman, uh, Taylor cutting, they picked me up and uh, you know, we're just, we're just pumped, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I get to hug my brother. I'm in fuck coming from new England. I'm in absolute, you know, Oz out here. This is a complete different world. You know what I mean? Like it's seven degrees out here. There's no snow. There's no snow. I'm reading, you know, we're out here reading to kids in schools and they're like, where are you from? I'm like, New England. They're like, how'd you stop playing hockey? I'm like, on ponds. They're like, they just don't understand. Like, well, yeah. the pond was frozen. They're like, oh, all right. Like, 
You're skating on the uh, water? Yeah, they're like, what do you mean? Like, you Jesus? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, just being out here with him is, is incredible. Um, and obviously, you know, coming, coming straight out, like it was, for me, it was, it was, it was difficult. And, and I think uh, I even heard him talking to one of the other guys and like, I don't think he knew it, but he, you know, he's like, he's like, it's, 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 it's a speed right now. You know, my first couple practices out here, I, I was behind. I was behind, like, I, I wasn't in the right shape that I needed to be in too, like hockey shape wise, like, I mean, no kick at the fed, but, um, you know, sometimes, you know, the guys aren't in the best shape, you know, and sometimes they're there because they're not in the best shape um, or they're older guys or something like that. And I'm also, you know, I wasn't in the best shape. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I really needed to like bear down and, um, you know, he, he definitely, uh, he was blatantly honest with me. He's, you know, and he's like, you're, you're, you're slow right now you're, you're you're not quick right now it's you get you get you got to pick it up um so you know being able to have that from somebody and not you know obviously you know sometimes you know you got a defenseman or a winger say it to you you know you don't know yeah. and like you're like fuck they're just ripping me you know what i mean and you know it's, sometimes it's not how you know uh you don't don't listen to how the message is being given to you but listen to the message itself you know what i mean uh, so, uh, you know, being able to play with him has been great because he can just give it to me and there's layers of, you know, whether he's my, my, you know, my hockey partner or my forward, my, you know, yeah. he's also my brother. So, you know what I mean? I can take it in a different way and, uh, you know, I can also do the same for him as well. Like, Hey dude, you're buzzing around out there, but you, you're, you know, lay down a fucking hit like it's the sp people have blown each other up left and right up here this is you know what i mean you, you gotta lay someone out otherwise you're not gonna get exposed you take your guy out of the play or there's another guy that's gonna be on the break that you're not catching up to so um it's been great being able to just play with him yeah and, and like uh, i'd rather hear like complete honesty especially from like a brother or like oh, yeah. even a teammate like complete honesty instead of like people like sugarcoating everything because like i have like like my hockey buddies like we're we're brutally honest with each other like if you fucking suck that day we'll tell you you fucking suck and you just and like you just got to go the next day the next skate whatever and just work harder and just work on like not not sucking that day and just getting getting a lot better that that next day yeah yeah so it's uh it's been great uh definitely playing with them up here and we uh i finally got my first game uh, got my first start um, in Macon. Uh, it was uh, it was a special jersey night. It was the Macon Music Night. So our jerseys were uh, uh, I was a cow basically. All right, <laughs> and you got um, the I, black pads to go with it. Oh uh, yeah, I'm all blacked out this year, dude. It's it, that was I I did know this year. I was like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna make sure that like uh, I'm not doing white. I'm sick of white pads. That's it. All the other goalies out there, the white pads look great, but you know what? You start going in the post, you get you get red heel or orange heel or the side you know what i mean the side of the stick rubs off so on the pad and like i was just sick of it i've I read just... every, everywhere right here <laughs> Man, yeah, you're going to that post like you're coming down to that post yeah so I, I was sick of it so like i'm done cleaning fucking pads in between practices games and being stressed out it's just one thing i just don't want to care about and uh i may have had a little jingle in the in the in my pocket from you know working all those hours at ups so i was like you know what fucking deserve a new set of pads good got a new set of pads and gloves and everything uh, everything was matching and you know it worked out my helmet was black too cages black. everything looks great so 
Um, but yeah, with that, that cow Jersey, I ended up buying that Jersey afterwards too and keeping it. Cause it was my first win, yeah. uh, in the SBHL and, uh, I got to do it with my brother at home and, uh, man, that was, yeah, it was just, that was just something I, I'll remember to the day I die. Yeah. yeah what, was, what was it like getting that first SBHL win? Like the emotions that you, you must've had and just like everything that you worked for. And then you you go to the Fed, you get the call to the SB, and then get that first pro pro SB win. It was it was emotional to say the least. Um, just completely overwhelmed. Um, but I'm proud of the way I was able to, even though you know the amount of call ups with the call up and everything that has gone on in the past, and just maybe even getting to the Fed and winning games there and being productive, and then getting the call to the SB. All of that leading up to that game, uh, I just kept telling myself, you are exactly where you need to be in this world. And you're here for a reason. And you deserve it. So, you know, there's nothing else in this world that I need to focus on besides going out there and giving my team the opportunity to get a fucking win, to get a W, to get some points. On a, on a team that's a, a, a losing team this year, that's a rebuilding team this year, that's a very young team this year, um, that's all I can do is go out and give my absolute best and stick to the game plan. And, you know, I uh, I was calm. I did, they got a couple goals on me uh, earlier on in the game. And I, I, I tell the guys all the time, hey, a lot of, ho- a lot of hockey left. A lot of hockey left. They got a goal. There's a lot of hockey left. Anything can happen. Like you, we can't get down on ourselves. Like we should keep going. And that was definitely the motto for that game. Was uh, all the guys were, all the guys were pretty much on the same page. Like, hey, it's just a couple goals. We're playing well. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. It was against Knoxville too, and they were, I think, number two at the time. And you know, I was naturally intimidated by that. But you know, it's a long game. You don't know which way it's gonna go. Yeah. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. And uh, Oh man, it was it was a great hockey game. At the end of the day, it was a great hockey game. Uh, it was we ended up tying it up. We were going back and forth. They were up, we were up, they were up, we were up. Um, we ended up tying it three three, and goes into OT. And we, you know, I got one of their one of their guys. I can't remember his name, but he's dude. He's got a rocket of a shot, and he's got hands like I haven't seen yet. So uh, I think he got a. You know, he got a low, real low chance on a three-on-three in OT, and he came down low. And you know, I'm on my post, holding, 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 and he snaps back up, up over the crease, and I go down and I push slow, and he keeps moving, push, keeps moving. He's he's got the patience of a fucking goal scorer. You know, this guy's an assassin with the puck. Keep pushing slow, wait, patient, 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 and like the last minute he tries to go top shelf, and I just got enough on it. Puck goes up behind the net. Team buzzes back around. They make it, you know, they make a couple plays. They lose in the neutral zone. They regain it and we go down. It's a rush. And, you know, Kyle Soper comes down the wing and pulls the goalie out of the net, sauces it back over his leg. And that my buddy Nigel Slade comes in with the, with the OT winner, slams it home. Dude, let's fucking go. Let's go. The place went crazy. My brother's on the ice. We're jumping up and down like, this is the number two team in the league. We really didn't have too much business beating up on them like yeah. that. Like, and fuck first man. SPHL win, first SPHL win, and it was 
my brother and I, like, man, I, I'm trying to hold back tears now. Like, we're in the center ice. I'm just holding them, telling them I love them. And, uh, you know, we got, like, they got the center ice. They got the light on us in the center ice. You know, we finished tapping our sticks, and we're heading off. And, dude, we're just hearing hussy chants in the stands, man. And I'm like, let's fucking go. That's nuts. That's nuts. What so, an impact. Uh, it's just what a ride man like you just i never in a million years would have thought i've been here i'm just so humbled and i just man i i couldn't ask for anything else in life right now yeah so. that, that's unreal and you're two and one in the sbhl right now and seven games played in that second win was also pretty huge with your with your family being there as well and seeing like your, your you and your brother play and you get the second third star of the game like we talked about earlier so like what was that game like and just seeing your seeing your family there and just seeing your dad after the game oh man that was uh to be honest with you it's still it's because it was just this weekend so it's still yeah. sitting with me and uh i'm still i'm still breaking it down man like it, it was a very emotional win um again just you know i'm able to stay focused and i'm proud of that on the ice um I had nine family members in the stands. Brendan, Brendan and I both had nine family members in the stands. You know, our brother, our sister, our dad, uh, my uncle, uh, my cousin, um, all of my brothers, you know, their significant others. Um, and, uh, you know, just to, just to be able to get that win. And he scored a goal. You know, man, like, there's, there's, there's not much more in life that like I, I could honestly ask for seriously like right now like it, it was just I, I just had a loss of words honestly yeah. it, it was just incredible just incredible yeah. my dad was emotional uh my brother was emotional everybody was just you know my family was there for me too during my tough times too so you know they know what I was going through every step of the way um and they knew what I was going to do um, my mother was literally beside herself when I told her I was leaving UPS or that I quit. Um, she, you know, she was like, you know, that was your job. That was, you know, she was very structural. You know, she wanted me to have good structure and, you know, be successful yeah. and have, you know, not have to worry about bills or anything like that. So I, I get where she's coming from. But like when I tell you in my heart, like this is something that I needed to do and just get back into it because this is something I want to be a part of for the rest of my life. And you know, I, I got away from it and I feel like this is the best way to me start back up. And yeah, that, to have unreal. to have everyone there was everything I could have asked for. Yeah, so. that that's awesome. Like the stars like align somehow, and like they're yeah. right where and they you, keep where you want it to be, and they keep they keep lining up. They keep doing it for time. me, and I don't, I'm not even doing anything. I'm just taking it one day at a time, one shot at a time, one save at a time, and like it, it's just I'm just trying to stay focused. That's it. So yeah, it's, it's, would you would yeah? Go ahead. Would you would you say like that's like one of your best one of, one of your, like your favorite pro moments so far in in the pro hockey world? Is Hands down, with everything down. with your family, your dad, and just being yeah. playing with your brother and getting that first SPHL win and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, the past couple of months out here, I've only been out here for like two and a half months, but they've been a special couple of months, and you know they showed me a lot of who I am, um, and you know maybe I lost that. Uh, along the way and I think that's I think people can lose that along the way so uh it's it's nice that I'm able to recapture you know a little piece of myself in this way so yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way yeah that that's on that's unreal and like just everything that's been through like 
like that support system is huge as well because like your family knows what you've been through and like they're just there like they were there at your second pro second second sbhl win and like supporting you throughout throughout your pro career so far and it's just like how important is that support system just having that family there and just knowing what they do mean means a lot to you and everything like that it's 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 um it's everything and i'm sure you know there's a lot of guys that talk about it all the time and i'm sure you hear it all the time it's it's you're just so thankful for family uh you know whether it's now or whether it was for me 28 years ago and you know when i was four years old and just learning how to skate you know i've been playing for 28 years and every step of the way it was my dad driving me or my mother driving me when i couldn't or you know it's you know my brothers and sisters my my, my two brothers my two younger brothers and my younger sister was i'm dragging them to a hockey rink or something like that like it's that support whether they know it or not and uh you know in life you know nothing's changed whether it was about hockey or not about hockey nothing has ever changed with their support and i am so grateful yeah that that's unreal and like you'll never forget those memories and they'll be they'll be with you forever yeah yeah they will for sure yeah, absolutely. So, like, throughout, like, your pro career so far, like, what have been some of, like, the biggest things you've learned throughout throughout playing the last, the last, especially the, this, especially this last year, and but especially, like, when you first got in the league in Danville and Watertown? Um, so, like I've touched on already, um, your first couple of years are, man, like, like, like Sparksy said, like, it's, it's, it's an anxious position. It's an anxious position. There's only usually only two spots. And, you know, if you, if you don't produce or you're letting up goals left and right, or it can be tough. So, you know, dealing with those anxieties is crucial to your success. Um, and a lot of it is maturity. And I know a lot of guys talk about, you know, what it takes to be in a pro and, um, you know, how to be the best pro that you can be, because that's going to help you on and off the ice. Um, but I think what a lot of times what they're just talking about is maturity, because if you look up my, you know, hockey DB or, you know, my, my elite prospects or anything like that, like you can see professionally, I don't even think I have over 30 games. So I don't think I, you know, I, I think a lot of it is, is, is just maturity and how you can deal with yourself and how you carry yourself. Um, I, I, you know, I've had a lot of coaches say that, you know, say that, you know, you're, you're a veteran guy, right? Oh, no, I'm not a vet. No, <laughs> I'm not a vet. I'm just old. Right. <laughs> um, so I think, I think first off like that, you know, being able to, being able to like know how to check in with yourself and know your strengths and your weaknesses. Is major. Um, and then also uh, learning how to cope with, uh, those anxieties because they're not going away, right? They're they're always yeah. going to be there. Um, so, to what level you allow them to run rampant within your mind or within your body is up to you. Um, but you know, being being self aware is definitely something this year that I think has really made the difference. So I, I probably have to say, honestly, less on stretching and talk watching or anything like that because you got here. Or I got here doing everything that I already know, 
You know what I mean? Whether it's stopping yeah. pucks or reverse VH or VH in this position or whatever it might be, you know what I mean? You know, um, I think there's a different level to it uh, on the mental side um, that uh, I've definitely indulged in. Um, I even saw that you uh, had uh, the guy from the Monkey Mind podcast on a couple of days yeah. ago, and uh, he actually was out here originally in Macon. And yeah. uh, one of the boosters out here um, is uh, she's um, she's incredible. Um, and, uh, you know, she has a family of five. And, uh, you know, she dealt with some of the same things that he dealt with. She, she helped him along the way when he was out here. Yeah. And she was, uh, you know, kind of, you know, for him to get his mind off of things and have like a sense of family, which is obviously very similar to what I dealt with, with the anxieties yeah. of being away and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just talking about it is um, a major help. And hearing about it is a major help. So, you know, she turned me on to that podcast and I listened to a bunch of those podcasts and uh uh there's even a couple guys on there that I know that I ended up reaching out to that I you know grew up with and they had some family issues and man it's 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 amazing how the hockey community is so tight and a lot of these guys are dealing with the same stuff and um as I can tell you as as vicious and as you know hostile it can be on the ice with a lot of these people, you know, whether I'm playing against these guys in the Fed or the SB or the East Coast or whoever, when you're in game mode, you're in game mode. But a lot of these guys are dealing with some of the same things that you're dealing with every single day, yeah. whether it's being anxious of playing in a, an away arena where they want nothing but to see you bleed or, you know, to get your absolute ass kicked. Um, and, and trust me, I, I've had that this year. You know, I, I started in uh, Pensacola and Pensacola set a record that game with the most goals scored in uh, SPHL game. And I started that game. It was insane. Um, it was complete. Uh, it was a complete mind lapse on the entire team's, you know, you know, perspective there. Uh, we, we didn't come out to play. We weren't ready. And uh, these are professional guys that, if, if you're not ready to play, man, you're going to get exposed. Like I said, yeah. you know, I, th I think I let up four in the first, I got yanked. Uh, I put Stilly in, Stilly let up two more and then he let up, uh, I think four or five more in the second coach turned to me. This has never happened to me before in a hockey game in my life. And he, as he's coming off the end of the second goes, grab your fucking shit, hush, you're going in for the third. All right. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Uh, they scored two more on me and I put them at 13. We scored a couple more to come back, but uh, fuck, man. Uh, if that wasn't a learning experience, um, after all this positivity that I did have this year um, behind the scenes and, 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 you know, away from that, there's, there's that. Um, and then, you know, that, that was a major hit. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, if I didn't think after that happened, um, I wasn't in my own head thinking, like, do I belong here? Like, am I ready for this? Like, I, I, I just got completely ripped apart, um, you know, and and that almost also kind of ties back into, you know, having my brother up here, you know, grabbing me by, you know, by the back of my neck and saying, hey, um, this has happened with PK out here. This has happened with, you know, Stilly out here. Um, they're two great goalies. Uh, we have, our team has lapses like this. Um, and, uh, you know, it's expected from a team that's, you know, a new team like this, a young team. Like yeah. I said, I'm the oldest guy on the team and 
this this kid's you know 10 years younger than me on this team so um it was definitely a learning experience and no matter which way you look at it um uh, fuck man it's just hockey <laughs> right it's, it's just hockey yeah. at the end of the day so yeah yeah that, that that's a, like a great learning experience to have because like throughout like all this positivity like there's going to be negative spots where it's going to shit's going to happen like team gives up 13 you give up like six seven eight whatever it was and just like you have to like learn from those experiences and just learn how to learn how to fix that so that doesn't happen just like stay focused because like when that when it does become a shit show like that like that's when everything that's when your mind goes bananas and it's just like yeah you're you're thinking every about every which way like overcommitting the shots not setting just stuff like that and like you're just you're in the middle of middle of no man's land at that time. So you just got to learn from that and just move on after that, after that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my old goalie coach for um, uh, Mike Garagoshin is the BU goalie coach. So he, he kind of took care of me my whole life. And uh, w- one thing he always said was, uh, he goes, goalies have got to have short-term memory. Got to yeah. have short-term memory. You score a goal on you, you already forgot it. You already forgot it because you're going to have more shots coming. No sense in worrying about that. You can't take it back. I've never seen a, you know, a ref take a, a goal back just because the goalie was like, hey, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, you, you just got to keep going. Yeah, exactly. And, like, there's been times where it's like you give up the most, the terrible angle goal and you just got to, you just got to just drink some you know water, it. go, go, yeah. go to the, go to the boards, just saying there's more shots coming next shot, next one puck, one save, next shot, whatever it is. And, just gotta have that short-term memory and just forget about it. Yeah, gotta uh, gotta let the game come to you. That's all. Yeah, exactly. It's like throughout all this, like, what are some like tips that you give younger goalies looking to get to that next level, and just just goalies looking up, looking to get to that next level, whether it be AAA to to juniors, AA to AAA, just juniors to college, college to pro, or anything like that. Like, what are some tips you'd give them? Um, ignore the hype probably be my first one uh definitely ignore, ignore the hype you know uh like i said beginning of this year you have uh you know colgan getting interviewed by this guy or that guy or you know even if it's you know high school college whatever you know you got this you know somebody else may have that hype or hell maybe even you have that hype for that you know that, yeah. that upcoming season um and i'm telling you that's gonna that's that's not gonna keep you humble if you focus on that outside stuff, whether it's, you know, whether it's stats, whether it's, uh, you know, an interview or it's whatever the newspaper said, or a buddy from the other team said, like, just ignore it. Like just, you can't hang on to everything everybody says. And if you try to, you're, gonna lose your mind and you're not going to focus on what you need to do when you have the skates on. So definitely ignore the hype, like just focus on what you need to do because nobody knows what you need to do better than, than you. Yeah. So, so why focus on anybody else? Um, and uh, just just know that you're limitless. I think those those are the only two pieces of you know you know positive pieces of suggestion I can give to the to the boys is is you know just don't you know don't ever second guess yourself. Like you you know what you're capable of, and you're doing that for a reason. So yeah. don't lose track. Uh, don't get lost in all the hype and all the bullshit. And just 
keep your headphones on for a game, zone in, you know what you need to do. And when you're out there, focus on your movement. And when you're off the ice, focus on how you feel off the ice. So uh, what can you do off the ice to help yourself feel better when you go to step back on the ice? Yeah, absolutely. That, those are those are some great tips and like everything like you said, like you just gotta don't second guess yourself. Like just if you have if you have something in your mind, go for it. Like doesn't matter what it is, like just go for it and like like things will things will work out eventually. Like 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 even for you, like things worked out and like look where you are now. And yeah. you took four years off and now you're in making the SPHL playing playing games with your brother, like there's yeah. like the stars align. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, right now is coming towards the end of the season. And um, I don't know if um, I, I would like to go back to Watertown and finish where I started over there. Um, I'm sure their season here is done on April 10th, the last game. We're not, I don't think we're going to be making uh, playoffs. Um, but obviously, um, I think everything I'm working for now is to make an impact here. Um, I hope I get an, an invite back. Uh, that would be that would be great because at this point now I'm I have no injuries. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Uh, yeah, knock on wood. I have no injuries. I'm healthy, um, and I I still have that fire burning. So I would like to continue to play. I'd like to you know now I instead of getting like you know two months of of summer or a month and a half of summer training to to go into a camp and then you know in camp, you know, you're just trying to tread water and then you get into, you know, the season and you're just, you're, you're trying to get into hockey mode or get into hockey shape because you, you know, I just don't have it. Um, I'd like to see, you know, what else am I capable of with a full season under my belt and then going into the, the summer knowing like, okay, let's, let's get a mindset going that I'm going to go and I'm going to fucking play again. Um, you know, maybe I can get a, uh, you know, get called up to an East coast camp camp that would be that would be you know that would be a goal of mine to do right now is try to get try to get if i can get an invite to an east coast camp um and uh you know see if i can possibly battle for a a a spot in the sb again next year who knows um so yeah it's uh it's um it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be an interesting summer um yeah so you just gotta keep kicking it. Just keep grinding, keep kicking it. That that's all you can do. That's it. That's all you can do. So yeah, that's that's unreal. But I have a few more questions for you. Wrap things up here. So, uh, what's right. your uh, typical uh, game day routine on a game day? Oh, game day routine is we probably have a pregame skate. Um, I usually walk into that like uh, my mind's blank. Mind's blank. If you go in with expectation and you start getting like lit up by the boys or something like that, it can, it can fucking crumble you real quick. So you go in, you know, you, you're focusing on you. Um, and uh, I'm due to a lot of uh, pregame skates. You know, it, it hasn't happened too much for me out here in the SB. They like to do it a lot. and That's fine. Um, so I go into it with uh, an open mindset. Uh, if I do start getting beat, um, maybe I'll go off to the corner and I'll work on some movements. Um, and work on some, you know, focusing on like, you know, some angles or something like that, you know, just to, just to kind of bring myself back into that, you know, that structural goaltender routine mindset that we all have. Um, get off the ice. Um, I don't know what it is about this team, but they are addicted to Chipotle. So once they're off the ice, we're probably somewhat within 
if I ask three out of four guys or four out of three guys are going to tell me to go on a chipper so I can hop on a, on a, on a ride with them, go get to Chipotle. Um, I eat, I come home. Um, I'll do a light stretch just to check in, make sure the hips, cause I am, you know, uh, you know, two weeks away from being 32 years old. So my hips are, uh, old to say yeah. the least. Um, so I, I check in with them to keep, keep them loose. And then I take a nap. I probably take a two and a half hour nap. Uh, I don't force it. Um, I'll hop on. I, uh, also have this, uh, meditation app that I use. It's called fit mind. And I really like it. Um, it's, uh, it helps me kind of like, uh, kind of like be aware of like, you know, like I talked about earlier, that meta awareness, that mental chat, chatter that you have going on in your head that, you know, you know, am I worried about, you know, paying off a bill or, you know, like I don't have a car out here because it was back in Watertown getting fixed. You know, am I worried about that? Am I worried, you know, just where am I? Make sure that I'm focused on, you know, the task at hand. I have a job to do. This is my yeah. job. So I need to focus in. Um, so I'll probably mix in a meditation. Um, and uh, I'll wake up, hit the shower, get rest, uh, try to look as good as I possibly can, and uh, head to the rink. Um, sometimes we stop. If it's a home game, we'll definitely stop at a place out here. Uh, down south is a place called Bucky's. Oh, man, Bucky's is incredible. Um, so, so uh, I, think, I think DK said that that was one of his favorite spots. So. Like, yeah, so so. Funny thing is, I, I took so DK went up and I filled his shoes, or I'm trying to fill his shoes. He's yeah, I'm not on that level. Um, but you know, I took his spot. I'm living in the same house that he was in. Um, he's got the same roommates, same everything. I'm using him, his yoga area. He has like everything still set up here. He's got uh, you know, lacrosse balls so I can get all those tight spots in my, you know, my psoas or whatever, yeah. you know, my you know, my IT bands are all messed up. So uh, you know. I'm using the same exact stuff um, that he's been using. So I think it's funny that, you know, he said the Bucky's thing because it was kind of, it wasn't my routine. It was kind of like, hey, I don't have a car out here. So the boys are stopping at Bucky's. So I might as well go yeah. for a Bucky stop. So, so yeah, we, we usually hit Bucky's up. Um, I'll grab like a, grab like a smart water or something like that because I'm smart. And then I'll, uh, I'll head down to the rink and uh, that's it. Headphones are in and I am, usually hop on the bike uh get the legs moving that's something new i've never done uh is hop on the bike and um i like it i like i go i hop on the bike i uh do a full jog um on each level of the arena uh, and then i go in for a dynamic stretch um a real deep dynamic stretch really get the hips to open up um get my you know i'm trying to get like my si joints and all that stuff like that in the hips uh to open up and um from there, I usually kind of go for a foam roll stretch and then it's, it's, it's time for practice. You know, I'm just listening to music and that's it. It's time for the, for the, for the skate, for the warm up skate. And, uh, I get out there and I'm just watching pucks. Sometimes I'll, uh, I like what the fans have to put up for, um, for signs, uh, this week, uh, what was the sign this week? Um, the sign this week was we don't like hookers we heart hussies so that was pretty cool uh so that yeah, was that's, I, that's I used, clever that was pretty good yeah so i uh i usually look for for the signs the fans have some good signs out there and uh i'm just i'm just taking it in i'm happy where i am i'm present in the in the situation that i'm in and being on the ice and 
it's, it's very laid back. It's not forced. I, I, I really, really try to stay away from superstitions. Yeah. I really try to away from, stay away from it because there's so many times in the past when in college, I've had super superstitions and I, I built that superstition because I had a good game that day yeah. before. And I did that. That's why I did that. But guess what? I did that superstition three more times and we got our asses kicked and I didn't have good games. So in my mind, cognitively, like that does just doesn't make sense anymore. So I kind of like, yeah. I, I try to stay away from superstitions. Like you just take it as it is like, and also it's tough to have superstitions in the FHL because I tell people all the time, once you play in the FHL, you think you've seen it all. You haven't. Yeah. You haven't. Something's going to happen that you're going to be like, whether a fan fell over like the boards into the ice and like gets his ass kicked or, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the craziest things have happened. So I, 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 you know, I just try to take it at, um, you know, like an hour at a time or 10 minutes day at a time, day. especially day by day, just very slowly. And I just try not to force it. So, yeah, yeah. that's a, it's a great routine. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> what, what are you, what are you listening to when you put the, when you put the headphones on? Like what, what songs are you listening to? So it depends. Um, it's either like, I'm listening to like some like outlaw country, like some, you know, some hard blue collar guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? That if, They've been through some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'm either listening to that or, uh, or um, sometimes if uh, you know on the ra- on the way down, sometimes my captain uh, draps will uh, he'll get me into the the rap vibe, and you know I'm listening to like you know Kodak Black or something like that. So you know, you know it, well, it depends. Well, a mix of everything. It definitely a mix of everything. Yeah, I listen to absolutely everything. So yeah, that's, so, yeah. that's what I usually do too. Like I'll throw on whatever. Like I'll throw on some country, I'll throw on pop, I'll throw in rap, like whatever, whatever I'm feeling for the day is what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, like I said, don't force it. Whatever's getting the, the blood pumping for you and you, you got a little jump through your step. Like that's, that's what you need right then. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then uh, my final question is what's been your favorite rink to play at so far? And, uh, in the oh, so, so I gotta, I gotta come out and, and say, uh, I think my favorite rank so far in the Fed, obviously, I'm sure everybody has to say, you know, Binghamton. Um, Binghamton sick barn. Fucking awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, I think you had, uh, oh, what's his name? I played against him a couple of times uh, from Binghamton. He got called out to Joe, Joe, Joe Shepard. Shepard, Shepard. That's yeah. it. Um, so I, I played against him a couple of times in there. He's even asked me to go with him uh in between uh tv timeouts a couple times in the second i'm in my zone so i'm not really i'm like ah, i'm fucking 31 i don't really I, I really shouldn't be fighting um so i was like no nah, i'm, I'm you know, no 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 i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go and you know i think uh he's itching for a fight he was itching for a fight too and i think at that time i think cohen was on the bench at that at that game too because the fuck did he say to you i go uh I don't know. I think he was just asking him if I wanted to go. It was the second period or something like that. And he goes, he's not going to be in net in the third period. And I was like, oh, Jesus, Colin. You know, I, I think you've had him on. So, you know. Yeah, he, he's coming on soon. Yeah, yeah we already recorded his episode. His episode's going to oh, okay. be up soon. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, you, that's how Cohen is once everyone hears him. He's he, he's a good buddy of mine. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's as a goalie partner, he's my best, you know, he's the best cheerleader as a goalie partner. So, yeah, yeah. he's going to say whatever just to, you know, get him the fuck off my brain you know um but uh 
but no, Shepard's a good goalie though. I played against him a bunch of times. Um, nothing bad to say about the guy. Um, what was this question again? I got sidetracked. Uh, and then uh, your favorite favorite <laughs> bar in the SB. So favorite bar in the SB so far. I haven't played in all of them. Um, man, I gotta tell you, it's uh, it's between Fayetteville. Uh, they have the uh, Crown Coliseum, and that is that's a that's a man's barn right there. That's that's a nice one. Um, and then it's it, it's between them and and Pensacola. I I don't want to say Pensacola just because they gave me that ass whooping out there. And like yeah. I said, that ass whooping was in front of like it's got to be shy of 6,000 fans, man. It, the place yeah. was buzzing. They do the, if you look it up, <laughs> if you look up there, like the whole song, it's, it, I think it's the uh, Blackhawks goal song. And then the entire, everybody is up going like this. And you're just like, place is packed, bumping this horn, this freight train horns going off. And you're like, Someone, whoever's got that sniper up there, just put me out of my misery now. Please <laughs> take me out. Get me out of here. So I'm reluctant to save NC, but like fuck man, NC's a, that's an that's, a, that's an unreal arena to play in. That's that's it, it really is. Um and then obviously those are my top three. Uh obviously, you know, and then obviously making is a great place to play. You know, when we get fans in the stands, man, it's on a Saturday night, the place is buzzing. So uh yeah, but yeah, I, I would have to say. I'd have to say, uh, I like Fayetteville's rank. Some of the Fayetteville's rank, I don't know what it is. I just like the way it's set up. I just, I just like it. So, yeah, those, so. those are those are some great barns. I've seen, I've seen pictures of them, and like obviously, I've been in Binghamton's rank. That's a, that's a sick barn. Oh, yeah. And then Pensy and uh, Fayetteville seem like they have a, they have a pretty cool setup as well. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. I think what makes it so much fun though is obviously the fans. So yeah, at the end of the day, you see fans. They're hostile, but you know the players wouldn't have it any other way right you know that's what yeah. makes it fun so yeah absolutely absolutely and then my final question has to be uh on your on your elite prospects is it says greg with two g's so like what's uh what's the what's the deal with that so that was um that was uh that was that was coach four i think uh i think i was just being uh in my college days i was a little bit more um a little bit more cocky than i am now um and uh, I think I was walking around like, you know, my, my shit don't stink. And uh, I think I said something to Coach Hoare one day or something like that. And it was a little sassy or something like that. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'll get you or something like that. And the next year or you know, well, that year is right before the season started. He added an extra G on my name and then started sending all my stuff to like NCAA started picking up on it. And they thought like, oh, that's a typo. So like elite prospects changed everything. And. I only have two G's in my name, G-R-E-G. That's how I spell my name, Craig. So then, like, you know, the guys got on me about it in the locker room. They're like, oh, okay, Greg, good, 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 good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that started in, in college. And uh, from there, it, it just kind of followed me. Every team I played for, they just added the extra G, added the extra G, you know what I mean? And, like, even now, like, everyone's like, they're like, yeah, you don't spell your name with two G's. You know, they'll sign me, like, sign, like, a jersey or something like that. And they're like, there's one G in that. And I'm like, I know like my birth certificate is one G, but like, you know, my coach kind of, I, I, you know, I kind of got what was coming to me. My coach, you know, you know, rest his soul coach has passed away now, but like, you know, that's a little thing that him and I like have that, you know, has followed me all the way this, you know, up until this far. So, uh, yeah. So now all the guys call me Greg, gig, 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 gig. And yeah. So that's, 
that's that, that's a funny funny way to to yeah. have have a nickname be is uh yeah. just keep adding g's at the end at the end keep of adding the g's yeah so so yeah. i like it i don't, I don't mind it, so. yeah that, that's funny though but um greg this has been a lot of fun i want to i want to say thank you so much for coming on the show i appreciate your time and i look forward to following your career the rest of the way and good luck the rest of the way in making or watertown wherever you end up you, man it's uh honestly I, I appreciate you know anyone who's interested in me you know I, i'm just like i'm just some guy from from medford who's trying to play some hockey so anyone who's interested like I'm, I'm i'm humbled that you know you're you're interested in that and that other people want to hear about it and um just want to thank you for having me on here this is my first podcast so you, you definitely got one. let's <laughs> so, go let's go let's go so uh, but yeah so uh i wanted to thank you and uh you know you want to call me back call me back anytime yeah, sounds good. I, I appreciate all the all the good words, and I'm glad to be uh, that for the first podcast that you do. Yeah, definitely, definitely special. I'll hold it. I'll hold it close to my heart for sure, buddy. Oh yeah, let's go.